Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of Porch Talk. I am Adam Van. Todd Roker is on assignment, which leaves me in need of a co-host for this episode. And when you set out to find a fill-in co-host for Porch Talk, the first thing you do is you look to your blood. You look to your buddies. You look to your friends. You look to the click from We Need Wrestling and Wings on Wings, my special guest host on the porch this week, Brett Miles. How's it going, Brett? Man, what, what, what an in, what, what part of this promo do I play here? Am I, uh, am I X Pac? Am I gonna come out and call like, what do you call Bischoff in that promo? I don't know, sleazy E. I don't remember. I'm just gonna do a lot of crotch chops while wearing a leather jacket. Uh, what's uh, what's going on, Mister Adam Van? Nothing much, nothing much. So if you are going to be uh, the X-Pac, uh, I want you to maybe refrain from making googly eyes at China the whole time we're doing this podcast. Well, listen, is oh God, you know, I was going to say something pretty ignorant. I'm going to let that go. It's, it's the Lord's Day while we're recording, and I, I don't want to be smited. Yeah, I will say this. Like, I, I was recording the last episode of Porch Talk After Dark, and I was like, you know what? Editing a podcast is really, really easy. I don't know why all these people are complaining. <laughs> but I do realize that if I need to remove something from the middle of a podcast, that is above my current skill level. So <laughs> let's keep the cancelable comments to, like, a, a minimum, you know? Oh, I've had to, uh, there was one time where I had to tell my co-host DJ, hey, can we stop recording and could you take that out? Because that's not good. <laughs> if we said some off-color things that uh, are for hopefully gone and I'm hoping he didn't save the auto clips to uh, blackmail me forever. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm guilty of maybe one or two of those. Joe has been pretty good with <laughs> keeping me, uh, keeping me pretty squeaky clean, but uh uh, anyways, thanks for coming on the show, and I mentioned at the top that this is a very special episode of Porch Talk, and the reason why we're doing this very special recording without Todd is I bought a lot of things over the past week, and with there having not been an episode of At Odds with Wrestling, uh, when Joe comes back next week, we would have ended up having like a three-hour weekly pur pur uh, purchases segment. So I am bringing you on this week, and all of our listeners are going to have the chance to listen to the very first episode ever of Porch Talk Presents Weekly Porchises. <laughs> I keep wanting to say, like, like uh, porpoises. Uh, it's just a natural thing, but... Uh... <laughs> We'll, we'll ride with purchases. This is going to be, I, I'm honored. It is a privilege to be here. Um, I can't wait to see how many ring-worn broski things you've bought this week. I don't um, know who this broski I'm, guy I'm is. I'm excited. I don't know who this broski guy is that you people keep mentioning. Uh, that sounds like an asshole that I wouldn't support, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how the times have changed. <laughs> My, how the turn tables have turned tables. I don't know the joke, but. <laughs> Close enough. You're there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I have a lot of purchases, and I know you intimated before we started recording that you have quite a few as well, or a couple. Uh, and for the sake of ad odds not being a seven-hour podcast, when Joe gets back, we're gonna get into it right off the bat. Huh? You all set? You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I may do do a live purchase Ooh. while we're uh, recording, just because you know I like to spend my money. So let's do this. Hell yeah, we're a couple of fancy gentlemen that are not encumbered by the whole like kids thing, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, those damn kids. Those those tax write-offs. All right. And if at any point, you know, you mentioned uh, a live purchase, if it becomes like timely where it's like, oh, crap, I got to act now, you know, go ahead and stop me and uh, I will pause what I'm talking about. But I just want to start things off. You're a bit of a sports fan, right? Uh, absolutely. You can, yeah. you can call me that. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, I would say that out of all of my podcasting co-hosts, you're probably the most sports faniest of them all. Uh, so are you a fan? I know you're a Phillies fan. Do you collect bobbleheads at all? Um, I used to when I was younger, but I also haven't been to uh, a Phillies game in a long time. And I, You know what? I feel like if I walk down that road I, there's no coming back that's kind of how i am with like funkos as well where yeah. i own two and i won't allow any more <laughs> well you i can help enable that the funko thing it's really oh, easy to get somebody hooked on no, funkos. no sir <laughs> I, uh, I, so, I see what i, I listened to what you did to todd i heard with all your white stripes funkos and all these things yeah you got to figure out what the gateway drug is i started him off with johnny cash some people worked on him with doctor <laughs> who uh, well, yeah, now he's on at least one Funko every other month. I think we got him hooked. But, oh, oh uh, God. <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to bobbleheads, like I, I'm, I don't have a massive collection. I have like a couple uh, of some of my favorite players. But what I really like getting are minor league Funkos because I feel like there's a little bit of charm to getting uh, Funko Pops, not of like Philadelphia Phillies or New York Yankees or anything like that, but just whether it be our local like Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders or just the sillier like single A and double A names like the uh, there's a team called the Rubber Duckies, you know, <laughs> like getting bobbleheads of like players that I know uh, from those teams. But I-, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole on eBay because um, I was sorting my bobbleheads. They were uh, as you know, from doing the Scott Hall walk through my toy room, uh, it's hard to see everything <laughs> in that room. And my bobbleheads were hidden behind all of my ultimates on one of the shelves. So I was like, all right, I need to do like a little bit of a remodel. So I took the bobbleheads out, made some space. And I realized that I was missing something that I thought I had. Uh, and that is like, I have all of the bobbleheads of Nick Swisher, who's one of my favorite players. So I, uh, in 2005, the Sacramento River Cats came out with a Nick Swisher bobblehead that I, I thought I had, but I didn't have. So I had to go and buy that. But that caused me to also just spend like three hours on eBay looking up bobbleheads of every player that I could think of. So just real quick, <laughs> I bought a, a 2017 Peoria Chiefs DJ LeMayhew bobblehead. I bought oh my a 20- God. 2021 Dayton Dragons Jesse Winker bobblehead and the just the the one that was the the icing on the cake in 2019 the New York Mets had Seinfeld night and they gave out a Jerry Seinfeld bobblehead so I was like that is I need that I don't know why I did not own that already so I picked that up now as a Seinfeld man myself I appreciate that um what let me ask you that. What is your connection with Nick Swisher? Um, so when I I was huge into baseball as a kid, and then I kind of fell out through all the 2000s, like the early 2000s. And when I came back, I went to a Yankee game, and it was like 2010. So from I want to say from like 2000 to 2010, I didn't watch a lick of baseball. And when I came back, I went to a Yankee game almost begrudgingly. Like I was dragged on a bus trip with some friends and 
Uh, it was just something like he was being a clown in the outfield. Like we had seats in right field where he was playing. And, you know, it was just one of the things between innings. He was like slapping hands with people in the crowd and stuff like that. And I was like, this guy is not big timing anybody. And I, it just caused me to be more aware of his mannerisms and stuff. And then I found out that he's like a broed out, like weird dude. So I was like, this guy is awesome. So I followed him from the Yankees to the to the Indians and to other teams. And then eventually he finished his career playing for the Rail Riders, which I thought, you know, for me, it was a bit of kismet, you know. So I, I just always liked him just as because I always wanted to pick a favorite player. Um and like, it's going to sound weird, like my favorite player right now in baseball is not even on the Yankees. It's the guy, Jesse Winker, that I mentioned uh, that I bought a bobblehead of. And I don't know why. It's just sometimes I pick out a guy who did well in fantasy baseball for me, and I just I, I attach myself to him. All right. I mean, that's cool. Um, I Boy, fantasy baseball. I've never played fantasy baseball. Fun fact, because it terrifies me. Um, <laughs> it is a massive, but, massive commitment of time. <laughs> so, like, yeah, if you have yeah, like, to do, you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I do fantasy basketball, but thankfully Yahoo, it's just like optimal lineup, and boom, you're done. Um, but uh, that's cool. Um, I never, like, I always wondered what the connection was with Swisher and you, because you know he was, he was like a good player who wasn't like, you know, the best or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, that's cool though. I like that. Um, I think like I have two bobbleheads currently right now. Um, it was from when the rail riders did, uh, the red Barons retro night a couple years ago. Okay. Cause red Bar- red Barons, that's my favorite baseball team of all time. Um, all right. just, you know, I, I love it. Just a lot of nostalgia going to games as a kid. Uh, and they did uh, a Ryan Howard bobblehead wearing the Red Barons gear and a Chase Utley bobblehead wearing okay. the Red Barons gear. Yeah, I saw those because whenever the schedule comes out for bobbleheads and uh, during the pandemic, they had said that there was, you know, the season that didn't happen. But prior to that season, that they said there was going to be a Nick Swisher Rail Riders bobblehead. And I was basically telling like five people that I know, I was like, hey, I'm buying your tickets to this game. We're all going, you know, on me, but I get all of your bobbleheads. <laughs> as it should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nothing wrong then, with that. <laughs> yeah, and then due to the pandemic, they canceled that night. And then last season, I guess they had like limited capacity games and they didn't bring back bobbleheads. So I'm still waiting on that one uh, to come out. But uh, the reason I mentioned this is because I did see like the Chase Utley and the Ryan Howards. And for me, I was like, eh, I don't need those. So those were nights that I skipped. But it's funny how that works out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I that night uh, at the uh, what's what's the park up there? Is it PNC Park? Is that what it's called? Yeah, PNC Park at Montage. Yeah, I went wild on uh, Red Baron's gear. I got like a new hat, a new shirt. They gave away a jersey. I got bobbleheads because I love the Red Barons, and uh, the Red Barons are way better than the Rail Riders. (laughs) Well, that's because all the Rail Riders' talent is all the Yankees talent is either in single a or in the pros. They have nobody that's like in double a or triple a. That's any good. Oh, oh, I'm aware between you and, uh, you and our friend, the boar. I see the, oh. I see the tweets about the eggs. I, I keep up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to turn this into a Yankee burial. Cause I'll spend an hour talking about how disappointed I am in that cheap ass dog shit organization. But, uh, I encouraged, <laughs> I don't know. I sent out feelers to both the boar, uh, as well as Marcus from Final Wrestling Place, and I invited them both to make calls uh, to add odds to put in the No Heat All Heater segment about the Yankees. Ooh. So I'm hoping that at least one of them calls up. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's that's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, one other thing I bought just off the subject of bobbleheads. Um, did you happen to to watch the Batman? 
the Batman the movie? No, you know what? I haven't seen it yet. I kind of got talked out of it because I guess it's coming to streaming. In, yeah, real quick. I don't know. Not not long, but and also they said, "Oh, the runtime's three hours," and I said, "There's no way I'm sitting in a movie theater for three hours." <laughs> yeah. No. So I watched it. I liked it. I didn't love it like these. Some of these people are like, "It's the greatest Batman movie ever," but um, but I did want to get something fig related. Um, and McFarlane Toys does the DC Multiverse line, and they came out with like a statue, and it's like basically plastic like a toy, but it doesn't pose. Uh, but it's it's maybe double or triple the size of a figure. Um, but anyways, I got the Walmart gold label version of it that's kind of like black with red highlights to match some of the the darker scenes from the the movie. So I don't know. I this is just something that was going for big bucks on eBay. And I was out visiting my buddy in Bloomsburg this past weekend, and nobody goes to the Bloomsburg Walmart, so it's kind of like easy pickings. Um, and I got that there, so I'm pumped about that. I put it up on my Instagram today. That's awesome. Uh, I every time I'm at you know our local Target because I don't even bother going to Walmart anymore. That's such a joke. Yeah. Uh, but every time I'm at Target, you know I see those DC Multiverse figures. Don't really see a lot of Marvel Legends there. Um, but I every time I just kind of stand there and look and go, oh, do I want to make this commitment? Do I want to jump down <laughs> this rabbit hole? And, I, and so far I'm fighting it off. It's but it's tough. Um, I, I'm kind of familiar with like a lot of the toys now because my nephews, they really like Batman. Uh, and then one really loves Spider-Man. So okay. all the time I'm like, oh, like I'll get something and I'll be like, hey, Uncle B has something cool, too, guys. And then I'm like, no, it just it'll it'll never stop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll do one more thing and then I'll send it over to you. I placed the pre-order on Entertainment Earth. And this isn't like something that just went up for pre-order. I guess it was up a while ago. And for whatever reason, I was just dragging my feet. But from G.I. Joe from the 80s, uh, for whatever reason, my favorite character, and I always attach myself to weird characters, just like, you know, hey, Nick Swisher is my favorite Yankee. Who's this Derek Jeter guy? But like for G.I. Joe, I'm like, oh, I don't want snake eyes. I want Cobra Bat Troopers, which are like the uh, the, the like the, the android, the robots. Um, but Super 7, the same people that are making like the Broski and Hawkins elites and all those. Um, they have Super 7 Ultimate G.I. Joe figures, and a pre-order is, is available, and I, it's probably been available, but I pulled the trigger on a Cobra Bat, uh, which is, just comes with like a hundred different arms and fists and you know guns and whatnot, and uh, it'll go in my burgeoning Cobra Bat collection that consists of like five different figures already. See, now, honestly, all those words are super foreign to me because I don't know <laughs> anything about G.I. Joe. I know okay. like... I know. Uh, actually, honestly, I don't. Who are the bad guys in GI Joe? I don't even know. <laughs> Cobra. Cobra. Okay. Phil from Chicago's say... arm tattoo. <laughs> hey, easy <laughs> on my boy there. Um, <laughs> I, I I know I'm sitting here. And I'm like, is it Cobra Kai? But no, that's not it. Um, yeah, I don't know. GI Joes. I just never. It kind of passed me by. I mean, Sergeant Slaughter's there, so that's cool. But uh, yeah, like I just I don't really know anything about them. I keep I know they were like, like huge I, in the eighties. Yeah, I keep forgetting that you're like a young and I'm an old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm the ripe young age of thirty-two. <laughs> just I'm, I'm such a young. 
I feel like it. When I'm around, when I'm around all you olds, I certainly feel like it. Yeah, like when we were at the the wrestling show, and it's like me and DJ are just creaking as we're walking around. And yeah, and it, just... yeah, me, I'm young, spry on my feet. <laughs> exactly. All right, sir. What about you? I know you have some purchases. Throw me one. Yes. So. Um... Friday afternoon, uh, I saw the like somebody put up the dummy links in, um, you know, the major Adam Van figure podcast page, <laughs> and um, I said, okay, like I'll save them, but I have zero faith because it's Walmart.com, and I know your plight of Walmart pre-orders. Oh yeah. Um, also mine because I'm still waiting for my They Live Piper figure. That'll never Damn. show up. Um, so I ordered, I got the, uh, the Brock Ruthless Aggression Elite. Um, I've seen a couple other elites of that era of Brock Lesnar, and that's like my favorite era of Brock Lesnar. Man, he was a machine in like 2002 to 2004. Um, so I saw it and I go, you know what? I'll take the chance. If it cancels, whatever, it probably will because Walmart is terrible with pre-orders, um so yeah i i made the leap on that i was going i was kicking the tires on the batista one as well but i'm gonna wait for the ultimate for that one yeah do you see that the ultimate batista popped up on target's website for like a second this week it did so i got the notification on the app and then dj sent me a text and it was like five it's like oh only five available i think it went up by accident i think they're gonna release it this weekend Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen that happen with Target where they had just phantom. It's almost like somebody's testing something, you know, in preparation of going live. Um, but yeah, I do. It would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense for it to go up this weekend. You know, WrestleMania weekend, put some, put a pre-order up. You know, people are. You would you would think all eyes are going to be on WrestleMania this weekend. I, I know my two eyes are. I don't know about anybody else's. <laughs> I'm going to keep one eye on WrestleMania. That's about all I'm willing to put on it. Um, but yeah, going back to those Ruthless Aggression figures, I saw them, and just like you, I see. I think I want the Sean, but I, I, I'm kind of over... Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you're, you're, but, <laughs> you're, you're over Sean. Yes, I agree. No, no, no. I am over pre-ordering through Walmart, just like you said, because I've had, for whatever reason, Funko Pops, not to kind of pitch you on Funkos, but if you pre-order a Funko from Walmart's website, you will get the Funko. You might not get it before it hits stores, but you'll get it. I've never not gotten Funkos from Walmart, as I, I knock on wood here. Um, <laughs> but every single figure that I order, whether it be their exclusive DC multiverse Azrael figures that they canceled on me a couple weeks ago, or the, the AEW Stangs, uh, the exclusive Stangs got canceled on me. Um, and those Piper, they lives like they're never coming. Like maybe they'll eventually get canceled, but I just need to bite the bullet and just pay the 35 shipped in the group and just get one and be done with it. You know? Uh, and the worst thing is that I don't know, Maybe it's because I use PayPal, but Walmart like takes the money. So it's like they have your money for six months, nine months, whatever it is. And yeah, it's nice that you get it back when you cancel the order. But like, it's like you should get it back with interest. If Walmart fucks you by canceling a pre-order after like a year, you should get back your 20 bucks plus interest. I, that's my rule. I agree 100%. I even did like the whole, uh, oh, would you like to donate an extra dollar to the Salvation Army? Just to be like, wow, are you guys really going to cancel a donation to the Salvation Army? Way <laughs> to go, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so those Ruthless Aggression figures, 
they're nice. Uh, I like I said, I'm done doing Walmart pre-orders. If I see them in the wild, they are acceptable by my new wrestling figure rules uh, because oh, they're that... store exclusives. <laughs> you know? Your new wrestling rules. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I was, god. I was I was driving around listening to last week's at odds, and I'm like my head started to hurt. I had to pull over in a Wendy's, specifically a Wendy's. Um <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> to to kind of do a recap while I was waiting in the drive-thru for my hot honey chicken sandwich. Did you use the app for the Wendy's? <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, I was in I was in a line and I was scrolling Twitter and that's when like Joe like resolved his issue with Wendy's uh-huh. and I said okay I go I'll feel a little less guilty about eating this delicious fast food. <laughs> But yeah, man, as weird as it sounds, those rules, which, you know, they're always fluid. There's always going to be exceptions to them. Maybe later on in the show when we talk about my wrestling figure purchases, we'll figure out if I violate the rules or not. But they have kept me from buying a couple figs in the past two weeks. So I think they're doing their job. But now, does your your Walmart even have pegs for figures at this point? Um, The Scranton one that I was at, I believe, has two pegs for uh elites uh there's like four to six pegs for basics and then they just stick all the hollywood elites cena and rocks just on the base deck (laughs) (laughs) what what a shame yeah Uh, i can tell you with 100 percent certainty the scranton walmart does not have pegs for AEW figures anymore uh, you know, I think so. I haven't really looked recently. I mean, I've been to Walmart in ages just because every time DJ says they don't even have pegs for ours anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think he also said at our target they have AEW pegs, but it's full of like Lando Calrissians or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I saw in the major group somebody was taking the top picks Jeff Hardy figure and just putting them on the AEW pegs and just saying, You're welcome, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nice. (laughs) All right. So a couple things uh, that I bought. Um, Are you a fan at all of Back to the Future? Um. All right. Come on now. All right. Listen. That's it. I am. Listen. Thanks everybody for joining me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me. I'll speak my piece. So. Um. I saw Back to the Future and Back to the Future Part Two when I was a younger child. Um. I have not seen them in probably. I don't know, 25 years, and I'm not even exaggerating. Um, and I used, I only liked Back to the Future because my uncle used to have a DeLorean. <laughs> so <laughs> I always felt like, oh, like that's fake. DeLoreans aren't really like that. Uh, and I also see that I'm, I'm a fool when it comes to it. So may, maybe one day I'll, I'll revisit it, but I have no beef with Back to the Future. All right. Well, for those of you listening that aren't stupid idiots who recognize the Back to the Future (laughs) trilogy, uh, if you take it as one movie, which I do consider one movie in my Mount Rushmore, uh, is one of the greatest films ever. But I have been collecting the NECA or NECA Ultimate Back to the Future figures, and they came out with this week uh, basically Future Biff, Biff from Back to the Future 2, and I can't find it, and it's not on Target's website yet. Uh, but in my haste to find that, I've recognized that I still have one other one that I did 
didn't have from a previous set. Uh, and it just, again, I'll go quickly. It's uh, the Battle of the Bands, Marty McFly from Back to the Future 1. And yada, yada, yada. I picked it up on eBay just to fill that hole. But it's one of those things where I bought it. Not because I want it. It's it's by far my least desirable of all the NECA Back to the Future figs. But I am not going to buy all of them except for one, if that makes sense. Because that's stupid to not have all of them. It's one thing if you're going to have like, oh, I have one out of every three. Or maybe I own 50% of the line. But if you're going to buy everything in the line, you need to buy all of them. You can't just say, oh, I don't want this one figure. So I went and bought that one figure even though I don't want it. Does that make sense? I know it, and it makes total sense as a collector myself. I get exactly where you're coming from and to show how much of a fan of back to the future. I am when you said trilogy, I didn't realize they ever made a third one <laughs> at the end of the second one, which is the one you saw. It literally says to be continued and back to the future three. And it shows clips from back to the future three. Cause they recorded them back to back. Adam, I was like seven when I saw it. <laughs> I I mean that. There's no exaggeration. I was probably seven years old. I, I remembered very little about it. Oh, all right, that's it. That's how I was when they when they when they originally announced the Men in Black 3. I went, they made a Men in Black 2. I had no idea. <laughs> I was already like I was already going on dates when Men in Black 1 came out. I think I went to the movies with somebody for that. Ooh, um, my name's Adam and girls like me. Okay. <laughs> That was back when I had hair. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, speaking of NECA, I did purchase in uh, at, at my local Walmart, shockingly. Uh, they had one, and it was covered like I had to like dig through a bunch of garbage to get to it. And funny story is when I went to the Bloomsburg Walmart a couple of days later, they had like 30 of them. But uh, I bought the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze Super Shredder figure, a.k.a. Big Kev. See, now now you're speaking my language. When you say Kevin Nash, my ears perk up. So I'm I'm with that. Yeah, apparently it is the third NECA Super Shredder figure, and I'm, I'm sure just because Todd and Joe will be listening, it's pronounced Supper Shredder, but uh, it's the third NECA <laughs> Super Shredder, and uh, I had to figure out like what the differences were, um, but like I don't know, yada yada, there's like three different versions, but this one, the box looks like the VHS box to Turtles 2, so I'm like, alright, you know, I never see NECA Turtle stuff in the wild. And I've kind of wanted this, you know, as I saw it in the group in the past, and I had to jump on it. I, hey, nothing wrong with that. I was going to ask, isn't there like a bunch of different versions of this of the Shredder? Yeah, that's what I said. So there was a, a, a Supper Shredder that came out maybe like a year or two ago that was like a Comic-Con shared exclusive with Walmart, and I missed that one. And then they came out with a repaint of it where it was like the shadow version where he's just instead of the bright purples and stuff, it's all like gray and monotone. And I've okay. seen that in the wild before and I've passed on it because I said, well, I want this other one that looks like the movie version. This doesn't look like the movie one. So I passed. And now this one is technically the third version, but it's closer to movie accurate than like the second one was, if that makes sense. Okay, no, I, I I remember them saying like it was the the shadow version. So I yeah, I'm that was up the second one. Down. Yeah, the okay, second one cool. was the shadow version. Um, but as I'm sure you saw in their group, these supper shredder figures are like the best thing ever if you want to have Big Kev sign them. You know, because he he signs them with the inscription Super Shredder. You know, and like if 
if you get it in like a green paint pen, it really makes the colors pop. So that that'd be something that I don't think I'd ever do, but I might buy it pre-signed, you know? Oh, okay. I, I, you know, the problem is in the Northeast meeting a lot of these guys at conventions that are run by nothing but scumbags. So yeah. it's kind of hard to uh, give my money because otherwise I would have been in Philadelphia meeting Bret Hart yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw uh, Onita was at uh, one of those uh, wrestling universe things. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who's holding the, the cash bag at this thing. <laughs> oh, you didn't you didn't see him wrestle Ray Deadly last night? Oh, no. You know what? I, I've been on a wrestling hiatus uh, for okay. the past week. All right. Wow. So you didn't watch the New Japan Cup finals at 4 a.m. this morning like I did? I usually wait until you guys cover all the Japanese stuff because, like, I don't want to flaunt the fact that I'm such a huge Japanese wrestling aficionado. <laughs> um, I like to just let you guys cover it because you guys do such a great job over on We Need Wrestling, and I don't want to step on your toes. Oh, okay. So, so I did, I did not watch it this morning. Oh, well, well, you should. I appreciate you for not crushing us with your hard-hitting <laughs> Japanese wrestling coverage. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, one other thing, and I'll send it over to you. Um, they promoted this on the Major Pod podcast like a year ago, and for whatever reason, I was just getting itchy, and I was like, oh, I might look and see if this is still available, and it wasn't, And uh, I'll, but I'll tell you, has book it's basically like a guidebook or a catalog or a photo book of all of the original hasbros which i know are way before your time but they were the figures of my youth and the has book was basically just some dude went and made an unauthorized like encyclopedia and by the time i decided i wanted it it was out of print and they were like selling on ebay for like 80 90 bucks because you know people wanted it but I went and I looked it up, and apparently the website of the guy who made the book said, you know, sign up for a waiting list. If we get enough interest, we'll go to a second printing. And I added myself to the waiting list. And like a couple months later, I got an email saying, yeah, we've got enough interest. We're going to go to a second printing. So I basically pre-ordered uh, a copy of the, the Has book guide. I saw that. Now you say, you know, Hasbro's before my time. Adam, my dear friend. Um <laughs> I love Hasbro's. I had a ton of Hasbro's as a kid. Um, you know, I had the Smoking Guns and the Yokozuna and like a lot of the Green Card series when I was a kid and the Atom Bomb, which now I'm like, wow, why did I ever throw those out? <laughs> um, you know, just like anything when you get older. Yeah. Um, I love Hasbro's. I have so many Hasbro's. So uh, you're speaking my language when you're, when you're talking Hasbro's. How many Hasbro's do you have? Uh, right now, uh, one. <laughs> uh, I had, well, Is it the Shawn Michaels? It's the Shawn Michaels yellow card. It's mint on card. Uh, and Ooh. when I say mint, I mean you could take out the jeweler's loop and inspect it, and there's there's not even a, a single imperfection on it. Um, I had pretty much every single Hasbro up until, like, maybe the last two sets. Like, I didn't have the super rare stuff, but... Uh, I want to say short of the Andre the Giant, which I was never able to find, and I didn't buy repaints. So, like, if I had a character, I would never want the second version of them. So, like, if I had Ted DiBiase in the black suit, I didn't want the the silver suits or the the you know the wrestling attire. So, mm -hmm. with that being said, I had like maybe forty or forty something uh, Hasbro's, and when I moved out of my last apartment to move into my house. I was like, what the fuck do I need these for? I just took a photo of all of them and put them up on a lot on eBay. And I got like 
70 bucks for them. Oh. Uh, and again, that was maybe six years ago, so that's par for the course. But the thing that was valuable is while the figures were heavily, heavily played with, you know, paint missing, paint uh, scuffs and whatnot all over the figures, I had the accessories that are apparently worth a fortune, like Hacksaw's 2x4 and Macho King's Scepter and Crown and, you know, all those things. So, like, yeah, I wish I still had those. I wish I wasn't so quick to purge the Hasbros. Yeah, not even going to lie. Those accessories are worth more than some of the figures themselves. Yeah. Um, I felt like being like, hey, I'll just get like like some repro stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I'll know that it's reproduction and I'll feel dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, have you ever thought about getting back into the Hasbro game? Uh, I have looked at some mint on card stuff. Um, you know, obviously the last couple of days people are showing off their Razor Ramon stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, Razor on card. Not, I don't need it to be autographed, but just like a mint on card Razor would be cool. Uh, you know, just some of the people that look really good on the card, like Bret Hart's looks cool. Uh, I'll edit that out. That won't make it to air when I, I compliment <laughs> Bret Hart. But That's all right. It's already saved on my copy of the recording. Oh, nice. Uh, I always <laughs> wanted the Rockers two-pack mint on card. But, like, because of the size, it's so hard to find a U.S. carded one that's in nice shape. Um, So I think my OCD of needs of the condition of the card has kept me out of buying more, you know? Because when I bought that Shawn Michaels, I bought that Shawn Michaels at least 20 years ago, like, in, in my early days of eBay. It was probably, like, 99 or 2000, and I probably spent 40 bucks on it, you know, if that. Because it wasn't a lot of money. I wasn't a big spender when I bought it, so I couldn't have spent a lot of money. I'd say the ceiling might have been 50, but I think even that is like probably overestimating it. So, uh, and I remember because when I bought that, uh, that Hasbro Shawn Michaels, I was looking up the AMA, or I'm sorry, the AWA Remco Shawn Michaels. And I remember vaguely that Mint on Card, they were probably like, 150 bucks and i was like oh no that's stupid i'd never spend 150 dollars on a figure <laughs> you know? no absolutely not of course of course and, you wouldn't why would you and now like the glasses and the shirt for that sean are worth more than 150 dollars. <laughs> you're not wrong yeah. see yeah you're you're i forget that, that you're like a uh an on-card guy yeah so that kind of curtails I- some of my spending yeah because i have a ton of hasbros but i don't have any on card yeah I had a Lucy Roddy Piper up until maybe a year or two ago as well that I, I gave away to somebody, but I regret that now. <laughs> He'd be on my desk uh, at my podcasting. Uh, now, now, what are you doing with your retros? Uh, funny you should mention that. They are currently still sealed in a box, and they're in my living room because I don't think I want them. You know, okay. so uh, see, I see. I bought the set with the intention of keeping the Piper. But, like, because it's a carded figure, I'd have to buy a Defender in order to, like, display it or have it, like, stand up somewhere. And then I'm like, "Ah, do I want – I'm just unsure if I want to go down this rabbit hole or if I just want to, you know, just sell them and be done with them. Because as of right now, the the shipping case is sealed, you know, and it's just like, hey, it's as mint as it's going to be. So if I did want to flip it, I don't want to open it and, like, inspect them. You know, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, I have 
I bought them as well. I never took I, I took them out of the shipping case, but I never took them out of the actual box that they come in. And yeah. it, it, I, I'm kind of kicking the tires because I'm waiting for what the second wave is going to entail to see like, okay, do I want to continue this or not? Um, again, yeah, I was the same way. I really I just wanted the mean gene out of the first set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ugh. I don't want to go back to like the old ones or anything because I don't want to collect like a Seamus retro. So <laughs> I'm kind of in like a like a weird rock and a hard place with those. Yeah, the the only retro like from the last series that I have is I have a Broski. I have a couple Broski ones, um, and I, I have nothing else. And like you said, I, I don't want to buy those because they're notoriously terrible condition. Like from the horror stories I hear about, like the the figures just fall off the the card which obviously doesn't matter for you but for me that's a nightmare you know oh no i if you're a mint on card guy absolutely i'd be very wary about it yeah all right uh what about you brett what else you got so um how do you feel and i i don't i don't think you delve into this how do you feel about uh the bootleg wrestling t-shirt game <laughs> well, I think that you should be giving the members of the families uh, a cut of that. And uh, no, I, I, I honestly, uh, it doesn't bother me at all. I have bought bootlegs when a real one is not an option. You know, like if you remember uh, when the Dark Side of the Ring did the Brian Pillman thing, they they finally re-released the ECW Loose Cannon shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees. You know, with the, with the proceeds going to the Pillman family, but like a, a year or two before that, on like Amazon or eBay or something like that, I bought a bootleg of that shirt because I really wanted it, and my original one from like '95 had finally like fallen apart to the point where I could open up a window and just blow it, and like a dandelion, it floated out the window. <laughs> oh so, boy! Yeah, so I will buy a bootleg shirt if there's no legit option. I'm not gonna go and like buy. Uh, a bootleg orange Cassidy t-shirt out of somebody's trunk, you know, cause you could go and get that from like LVAC or pro wrestling tees or AEW or whatever. But if it's like not an option to get a real one, I'll hundred percent buy bootleg. Okay. So I like that. Cause I, I, I fall the same way. Now um, I also had that, have that Pillman shirt that pro wrestling tees released. Yeah. Uh, cause if you remember the GCW show, we went to that guy came up to me talking about how great Brian Pillman was. And I'm like, please get away from me, sir. <laughs> It's just go, go away. You, you Cretan. Um, so, so, uh, there's a, a website, um, called stash pages. I don't know if you ever seen it pop up on Twitter every now and again, but he does a lot of cool stuff, stuff that really like nobody's asking for, I think, except for like me. Yeah. Um, I bought like a retro style, like nails shirt from him. Uh, cause you know, I love nails. Yeah. Who so oh, Vince absolutely. Does. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. So uh, every year for spring break, you know, in the spirit of the greatest wrestling promotion to ever exist, WCW, uh, he releases like some WCW spring break stuff. Um, so last year I bought, it was a, like a WCW, like a spring break 2001 crew shirt or something like that. Well, this year he put out a high voltage shirt. Shit. Adam, do you remember high voltage? Of course. <laughs> I, good. Well, well, if you want, they're still up today, and you can go buy one, and we could be twinsies. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I did. I had to spring for that because hey, it's it's high voltage. Why not? 
Um, and then also he, for like an extra buck, he's, he said, Oh, you buy the shirt, you get like a, a WCW sticker pack or something like that. So I, I got that as well. It's <laughs> WCW. I, I, I get it. Cause I love WCW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not shocked at all about any of that. That sounds like that's right up your alley. Yeah, when I saw somebody put up a high-voltage shirt, I think I was sitting on the couch with DJ on Thursday, and I said, well, I need that high-voltage shirt. And he goes, you're the first person to ever utter those words. <laughs> so, come on. Yeah, they should have Kenny that Chaos quote, is love. They should have that quote uh, on, like, to sell the shirts. It should be, like, the blurb <laughs> on the tweets. Put, well, it on, put it on my tombstone. There you go. <laughs> So speaking of t-shirts, uh, I know because uh, your co-host DJ was hawking all the the stuff from the pro wrestling tees crate that he didn't want. But oh, yeah. I I did buy from this month's PWT crate the Eddie Kingston shirt. Dude, it's such a great shirt. Um, it's it's easily the best, probably the best Eddie shirt that has been put out maybe yeah. ever. Um, yeah, I see all those AEW shirts and I just don't like any of them. They're all just not me, you know, and this is, this is awesome. I love this shirt. Yeah. All the AEW shirts for Eddie are really loud. Like there's a lot of writing on them. And, uh, I thought this shirt was perfect because I believe it's kind of a ripoff of a notorious B.I.G. picture with the crown. Yeah. So, I just remember from like Luke Cage on the Netflix, uh, Marvel show, uh, they, they had that, okay. uh, that painting up in the, the big bad's office. who was like, a uh, a gangster, like a big gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I never watched Luke Cage. I watched, uh. I don't know why I never got through it. I watched like half of an episode and said, hey, I'm going to go watch something else for now, but <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, maybe my, I might circle back. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I did also get from, uh, another bootlegger. Um, he, his name is Matt Botvin. He, he put up a Scott Hall, like an e, kind of an ECW mock-up shirt last week. All proceeds went to charity. So okay. I bought that because I, I was like, oh, I feel kind of weird, like capitalizing here. But once everything was going to charity, totally fine with it. Um, but he also had like a, a Crow Sting collection that he put up. So okay. uh I got a pair of sweatpants and a Sting snapback hat because I love Sting, unlike <laughs> some people on this episode. What? Dude, come on now. I, I have – it's it, it's not on this podcast. to be It's on uh, previous weekly purchases, but I bought at least two Sting figures in the last, like, three months. So That's not enough. You need all the Sting figures. <laughs> all the AEWs are all the Sting figures ever. Like, we're talking – we have to go back and buy the – uh, the WCW ones that were, I forget who made them during the Hasbro era. Galoob. Galoob. So well, I, I got to start with the Galoobs. Yeah. yeah. There was a Sting. There was a Galoob. There was San Francisco Toy Makers. Um, I used yeah, to have was, the one, the one that had the vibrator built into it, like the crow stick dude. that had the little button on his hip. <laughs> dude. So I had like that whole collection as a kid. And like now I look back and go, man, that's real creepy. Like, <laughs> Uh, why do we do that? I, I did buy a uh, a vibrating Kevin Nash for Wings on Wings co-host, my life coach, my spiritual advisor, Doug, though. And uh, he's very happy with it because it still vibrates. Nice. I had the, the crow sting because that was the first, as far as I know, crow sting. You know, uh, I bought yeah, a, I think it was. I think you're right. It might have been the first, like, WCW figures of, like, 
love Nash uh, and Hall. And it was the first Hollywood figure, like Hollywood Hogan. So, like, those were the ones yeah. that I had. I had Crow yeah, Sting. I had him too. In the, the NWO. And I, I remember when I did my big figure purge again, right when I bought my house, they were in the just the giant dump off at the comic book shop pile where it was like, I, I must have sold them for $2 a piece. I don't think any of them vibrated anymore, but uh, uh, they did not last long at Comics on the Green. I think people grabbed those pretty quick. Dude, like how it's so funny with hindsight because you look back yeah. and you go, man, look at all the stuff I had. And it's just, oh, what a killer when you realize you get older and realize, man, I want all this <laughs> stuff again. And now I have to pay a premium. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It hurts. Speaking of Scott Hall, I know you're not a big micro brawler guy, but did you see that Pro Wrestling Tees put up the Scott Hall micro brawler for a week? I did. I almost leapt at it because uh, i was looking for uh kazuchiko okada shirts last night on pro wrestling tees okay. and it popped right up but i was like oh, I, I can't get into that game either <laughs> see i am in that game and i i won't buy brawlers just to buy brawlers like i saw when dj put up the candido for sale uh i was gonna be like yo how much to just uh hand it off to me but then i was like i like chris candido uh but i I don't collect Chris Candido. Why am I thinking about buying a Candido micro brawler? So like, I have to show some restraints, uh, as much restraint as, as restraint as I could do. That is, but, uh, I did buy the Scott Hall cause I have the Kevin Nash. The Nash, uh, was limited to like 350. So it's like significantly rare. And I feel like the fact that the Hall is coming out and anybody who wants it can buy it. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be seeking out the Nash. So they match um so i'm kind of excited about that but yeah i was like i gotta get the scott hall and i might might even pull the trigger on a chase if i see one because i the chances of me getting the chase are so slim you know but uh so i ordered one of those i was just gonna ask which one did you rather like the original like uh you know um like the the blood drip hall or you know the uh the the semen stain hall <laughs> i mean if they were like a 50 50 mix where it was like hey half of them are going to be this and half of them are going to be that and it wasn't like one is any rarer than the other i'd say i prefer the red and black like the wolf pack um but because i i can't remember which one is the chase the chase is the white and black okay yeah so like I like the fact that statistically I'm more likely to get the one that I prefer, you know, but if you okay. ask me which one would I rather arrive in the mail in a couple months, I'd rather the black and white chase because then I can get the other one for like 20 bucks, you know? Now, when it comes to, you know, picking out a figure, if you have your pick of the litter, are you always going to take the chase? Uh, well, I mean, if you tell me that I can only ever own one, then I would probably want the chase. Unless the okay. chase is like really lame, but I think if you're gonna send me the, sorry, my phone's going off here. Uh, here on Porch Talk, how dare you? On Porch Talk, we don't mute our phones; it's not required. <laughs> but uh, I like that. It, it we is the wild west around here. You do what you want. This is like you're working on the indies now. You're outside the WWE system. <laughs> I feel um, fast and loose, baby. Exactly. But if you. Uh, realistically though, like if you're telling me which one I prefer, they send me, but I'm still allowed to go and buy the other one. I'm, I'm of course going to say, send me the chase and then I'll track down the cheaper one, you know? Okay. And is that strictly for, um, opportunity, uh, reasons? No, 
No, not really. Because, I mean, if I'm buying something, like in the case of this Scott Hall, if they send me the chase, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm happy to add this Scott Hall chase to my collection and it's not going anywhere. You know? Okay. Uh, I'm not really buying anything to flip in this case. Um, like a couple months ago when the major podcast came out with those five packs of micro brawlers and there was the chance of the VSK chase, um, I had bought a VSK chase in the group super cheap. Uh, from somebody who got one before mine arrived. Because I was like, well, I really want the VSK Chase, and I don't want to have to go and search it out later, so here's one that's nice and cheap. And then when they sent my actual set, I got the Chase. So I was like, well, now I have two Chases and none of the regular (laughs) one. Uh, So I went and I sold that Chase and bought a regular one, so it all worked out and I ended up ahead. But when it comes to something that I collect, if there's a Chase available, I want the Chase for my own collection. Okay. Okay, yeah, because see, like, I know when, you know, Ringside, when they put up, like, new Elite series and stuff, um, I don't always go for the chase. It depends on what the chase is. Yeah, I mean, I I do, like, a good example of it is I am an Adam Cole Elite Completist, and that's not hard to do. He only has, like, four Elites, but his last figure is from a recent Elite uh, series, and that has a chase, and the chase is like camo trunks that matches the rest of the Undisputed Era. Oh, okay. So, like, if you told me I could only own one of those, I would want the chase just because it's technically the rarer figure. But I will more than likely than not own both of those because I'm a I'm an Adam Cole completist. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to keep track of your collecting rules. So, <laughs> um, you know, try not yep. to get. Not to get lost in the shit here. Um, oh, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? <laughs> See, you're allowed to curse, but you're not allowed to ask if you're allowed to curse. Oh, okay. My, my apologies. I don't know the rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just real quick, some micro brawlers. Speaking of opportunities, um, do you remember when AEW had that line of micro brawlers uh, that had like Orange Cassidy, Brody Lee, Britt Baker, Darby, and so on? Yeah, I think Moxley was in that, too. Yeah, I remember that. So when those came out, I was like, well, I need multiple Orange Cassidy's, you know, as as is the way of life. Uh, And I was like, I need I need Brody. And then I was like, I'm going to pass on everybody else. And I ended up regretting the fact that I didn't grab a John Moxley. And somebody put one up in the flea market this past week. And it was like really cheap because the going rate on that Moxley on eBay is like 40 to 45 bucks. And somebody had them up for like 25 and then they did like a price drop even lower. And I was like, Ooh, this guy's getting pretty, pretty cheap. Um, And eventually after the flea market was up, the guy posted like, okay, post flea market clearance sale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he put up a John Moxley and an Orange Cassidy uh, for thirty six bucks total, which is eighteen dollars each, which is nice. less than what they sold for when they were, you know, originally solicited. And I don't need the Orange Cassidy because I already have two. Um, but the Orange Cassidy also goes for like thirty five bucks on eBay. So I bought them both. I have, you know, I'll have the John Moxley to add to the collection, and then that Orange Cassidy will be an opportunity for later. Why do you think that these figures go for more on eBay? Is it just because you think it's a buyer's impulse when it comes to eBay or they just like, 
they don't know about like the major pod group or you know well, they I mean, don't gotta, wanna, they don't want to give their money to broski or anything i mean not wanting to give your money to broski is a very valid reason to not know but i mean you have to realize <laughs> many 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 people who collect either micro brawlers or just figures in general or maybe you're an AEW fan and you just search for orange cassidy i mean you don't either you don't know what the major wrestling figure podcast is, or you don't want to pay to be in that Patreon, you know? So it's like, it's not like anybody who wants to can just go and swing by the Patreon group. Like they could swing by yeah. eBay. You know, you have, to, True. you have to join the group. You have to follow through with the invite. The thing has to be up for sale. Like you have to be digging through the flea market or happen to catch the post. So it's more of a eBay is more of a, an Amazon, like, let me go look for it. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'll have it in a couple of days type of deal, you know? So okay. same thing happened with, like, that Jericho one of 3,000 shop AEW. Oh, thing, God. Which is what causing a, all of What a of nightmare. The, yeah, it's causing all the little babies in that group to throw their – just cross their arms and be like, it's not fair. It's not a real chase. I won't pay anything more than 35 <laughs> ships, right? So, like, a lot of people are posting that figure being like, you know, 160 shipped you know, 150 shipped, 140 shipped, whatever. And then people will comment, be like, I'll give you 35, <laughs> like just being trolls. So I put my extra up in the group last night for 125, which was by far the cheapest that anybody has ever listed one of those for that, yeah. uh, that I had seen. Um, and, you know, just completely ignored. And so I was like, fuck it. I went and I put it up on eBay for 150 and it sold within the hour. So That's it's like, crazy. yeah, I'm going to pay some, you know, processing fees and stuff. You know, you know, I'll, I'll probably clear, I don't know, 115, 120, but uh, it's gone and it took it's me gone. two seconds and I didn't have to deal with fucking people throwing hissy fits that it's not fair that I was able to buy two, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, I like being in that group, but man, there's a lot of babies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like all these people posting pictures of the Brodies that they're finding. Hey, you want to sell me one of the Brody chases? Sell me one of those Brody chases for 35 bucks. What? You're not yeah. going to? You're not going to? Then shut the fuck up, you know? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm fighting the good fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Team Vansky here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> we're starting a coup. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I'll do a couple quick figures and uh, I hope you have some more because I have a lot left. So uh, we're going very slowly. I didn't realize how long this is going to take. I'm about, about the 20% mark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 no. I'll do some rapid fire. I purchased on ringside the elite 90 Bronson Reed figure. It was down to 16 bucks. I needed it. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been like kind of kicking the tires on that too. Yeah, it popped up on the Amazon for 19 bucks, 19.99. I was like, "Ooh, that's a good deal." And I was like, "Let me see what Ringside wants for it." Oh, it's only 16. That's even better. Um, so I bought that. I bought also on sale on Ringside the Unrivaled 6 Hikaru Shida figure. Cuz Shida's awesome. Okay, that's that's a great figure. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know why I haven't pulled the trigger. And I've seen that in the wild, too, and I've always scoffed at it. But I don't know. Maybe she's grown on me. Um, and also Unrivaled 8 Chris Statlander. Another great figure. I have that as well. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of uh, new emo Statlander. <laughs> yeah, yes, big fan. Uh, climbing the, uh, the Bretzky list. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so I picked that up because, I mean, if anything, if we get another figure of her, it won't be in her old alien attire or alien look. So have to grab this before they go extinct. And speaking of AEW, these are some things that have been uh, I've been wanting them for a while and I feel like now is the time to buy them. And thanks to the House of Black just being the greatest stable of just badasses ever assembled, I bought the Target exclusive NXT first time in the line Aleister Black figure, which is, is the one. That, yeah, that's it, the one with the uh, like the black vest, right? Yeah, it's like black vest and the packaging is this giant yellow X. It's a very unique packaging. I have that too. Um, I, I picked that up a while ago from the uh, the major somebody in the major group was getting rid of it. Um, I have the same. That's a great figure. Yeah, I love the packaging on that. So, and also I bought the Elite seventy two Chase figure of Buddy Murphy, which is his rookie you, figure. I you know I I love Buddy Murphy. Um, He's the best. I'm <laughs> I'm all like I love how gargantuan he is now. Um, you know, totally totally natural. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so fun fact about that Alistair Black figure, he will he will not sign that figure. Really? Do you not he, get money from it or something? No. So he has there's one signed figure ever of that, and he signed it for his mother, and he said, "I will not sign that figure." Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was like when I heard because I think he was doing a signing a couple months ago. And they're like, "Hey, just so you know, don't bring this because he won't sign it." So huh. I was like, "That that's pretty cool. I like that." Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Speaking of the most naturally just gifted and beautiful and badass man on the planet, Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews, I also bought the 2015 Tops NXT autographed rookie card of Buddy Murphy, and this is back from the the Blake and Murphy days. Dude, Blake and Murphy were awesome. <laughs> yeah, I were. used. To, I used to love them coming out to their weird dubstep music and, you know, yeah. uh, their, their manager, their manager wasn't too shabby either. Oh, you know what? I, I said, like, I saw that girl and I was like, well, she's got a future ahead of her <laughs> until oh, she runs Jesus. into like Ronda Rousey and then her future will be done and you'll never really see her again. And she won't be uh. featured at all on television in the build up to WrestleMania. And <laughs> <laughs> how, how sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But That's yeah. so sad. <laughs> All right. Like I said, because I'm going fast, I'll do one other card I bought. I bought the Two Sweet Antiques Limited to 40 Smart Mark Sterling autograph card with piece of his tie in it. Dude, like, all right. So hear me out. Hear me out here. I'm listening. With, with the majors. With, yep. Like, all right. You know, they throw these, everything is limited edition. Except you know, for when it's seems, not, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to be like the hot thing. Like, oh, guys, everything's limited edition. Like, even when they throw like, uh, like, oh, it's a it's a San Diego Comic Con exclusive Bob Cardona micro brawler. <laughs> um, like, I don't know why, but it grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. I'm starting to uh, come around with you on that, but uh, like, for example, there may be hundreds and hundreds of copies of a certain merch book available to order <laughs> on their website right now. <laughs> I could probably go, go to my Barnes and Nobles and they probably have copies on the shelves. There's so many of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. They, uh, they sold you a bill of rights there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. I would say that, that I, as many times as I have, 
uh, fallen victim to the the false limit limit of some of these items whether it be like oh i'm gonna go and buy that merch book i'm gonna buy the wedding brawlers whatever i've always made my money back you know so i've never been left holding the bag uh when it comes to that merch book i ordered two merch books which came with two autograph cards and then i got two replacement merch books and when all said and done i currently own one mint merch book and one of the autograph cards sold everything else off and I like made significant money, you know? So it's like, I made all my money back and then a healthy profit. And I still have a merch book and autograph card to show for it, you know? So they were like, <laughs> they were free. Hey, as long as you're in, in, in the green, that's all that matters. That, yeah. That's what I care about. <laughs> and I will say, speaking of major pod stuff, uh, I did fall victim to maybe kind of, sort of, pre-ordering the ringside exclusive figures oh adam <laughs> come on now did obviously you order the, did you order the referee too well the referee is the rarest one. Oh no <laughs> oh, no you know i know that you said like you know you stopped smoking and you have the <laughs> cash um it's like you're lighting it on fire at this point <laughs> Well, I mean, full disclosure, the very first bit of merch that I ever bought was the uh, the ringside figure two pack of like the wrestlers that looked like Matt and Brian with the masks. And oh, it, okay. it was the the one in the Mets colors, like the yellow and blue. Uh, sure. And Sposto actually helped me get that because he gave me his Patreon presale, uh, which I hope that doesn't get sent him in, put him in Patreon jail. <laughs> but, oh boy, he, uh, he's got heat now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that was the first bit of merch I got, and then obviously there were two other sets, so I eventually tracked those down. So I had all three of the box sets, and I was like, ah, I know this is going to be like the major bendies where I'm going to get them. I'm going to be like, these are dog shit. Why did I buy these? <laughs> but like, I'm like, all right, let's get them anyways. We'll see what it looks like when it comes in. And then again, they're carded figures being sent by ringside. So I'm sure they're going to come with the best care possible. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this whole process, but I had to order them. I don't know. It was one of those things where, like you said, I, I, I needed a fire in my house. I needed something to burn. I guess it's money. <laughs> Yeah, when you're when you're dealing with ringside, uh, you would think like they're sending them to Pat McAfee first, so he could kick them around about five times before they ship them out to you. Um, their packaging is terrible. Um, boy, oh boy, I, you know, when I, I saw them, I mean, years ago, it felt feels like years ago when they <laughs> first announced them. But um, the the smart mark looks like he's Asian. <laughs> yeah because you see it's just a that and the referee are the same head mold just repainted oh are they really yeah, yeah they share the exact same uh, oh. heads. <laughs> ringside ringside we don't cut corners baby <laughs> oh god that's i mean you know i like myers myers is cool he's, he's a cool guy um you know marky's cool but you know then, then there's then there's the third wheel <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. what, when I when I first like got into like the figure stuff, uh the first elite that I got was uh, Hawkins Chase. So okay. uh, and it's just from 
watching them and after they got fired and everything and just supporting them and uh, all their the open up the world. But I, I don't I do not own a single piece of major pod uh, merchandise. Oh, really? See, I see. I, I, I see that say, the great hat, the uh, great hat purge of 2022. Has it been completed yet? <laughs> um, I actually there's I, I sold the the super expensive one, which is the floral one. Okay. Um, somebody did slide into my DMs and gave me close to what I was asking, but there was a lot of people that were, again, go, just to trash that group some more, there was a lot of people that were like, I'll give you 30 bucks for it, which is what it retailed when it was brand new. And like, to the credit of some people, some people jumped in and be like, dude, this is a fucking one of one hat. Like, this is, stop trying to lowball them, you know? So yeah. I, I did make that money back, uh, or I didn't make my money on that. I sold... Um, two out of the three hats that I was trying to sell. And the third one I might just keep, you know, cause uh, I kind of like it and I'm kind of on the fence. So, um, but yeah, I did sell that like super expensive floral one from like live eight. That was probably the nicest of the three. I yeah. thought so like the floral bill, I don't normally like the floral stuff, but it was a nice color. So that was, that was a nice hat. I'll give them that. Yeah. Like I really liked that hat and I regretted not buying two because I wanted to wear one. Uh, but I'm a filthy human being and I would make it disgusting within a few months. <laughs> so like I, I needed one that I can just dispose of or throw in the wash. And I wasn't going to do that knowing how rare and in demand the hat was. I wasn't going to do that with it would just be fiducia, fiscally irresponsible <laughs> to start well, we, wearing we, that hat. We are in the year of fiscal responsibility for you. So exactly. I, I'm I like that you're following your own rules. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, all right, I, I'd love to wear one. I'm shocked that Broski didn't just mass produce them. You know, there's a limit, <laughs> little limitness. Uh, just be damned. Just let's make another couple hundred of them. But I he's also gonna have, he's gonna uh, have Swaggle move into the garage and run his own printing shop soon. <laughs> also, when they, if you remember, they they had the Disney styled hats that came out for like Live Ten or Live Eleven, whatever the most recent live was. I really liked that hat and I wanted it. And it was it was impossible to get uh, like even brand new. They sold it with a bundle that came with like a bag and a shirt and everything for like one hundred and eighty five bucks. I was like, fuck that. Uh, oh, so, my God. Yeah. When it became apparent that I was never going to get that hat, I was like, well, fuck it. I, I'm you know, I'm getting out. You know, I, I want to have them all or I want to, you know at least all of them from when I joined the Patreon, because that was how my brain worked, you know, because I couldn't sure. go back and get live one hat, live two hat, whatever. Um, but when it became apparent that, like, just collecting the new ones as they come out was going to be not possible, I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, I don't blame you on that, especially if you're a uh, completist. Yeah, it, it, when, you, when you hit that, that hard wall and just go, okay, I can't get this, it's time to get out. Yeah. So I just have basically I have the one uh it's like a fluorescent green trimmed one that says stomp. Uh I still have that one. I'm gonna rock that. And uh there's like a a regular camouflage one that I was trying to sell in the group that I just might bite the bullet and uh keep that one as well. But we'll see. Okay. Well keep keep me post I mean I, <laughs> I, I, I like to, I, I, I see your your posts in there and I see the, the trouble that you cause. <laughs> I see when when you rage against the Cardona machine. <laughs> I was gonna make a comment on something the other day. This is getting way off topic. We'll get back to purchases in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a comment, and I was gonna preface it by saying, "Now this is just my opinion, and by no means do I state this as a matter of fact. And I hope this isn't seen as complaining. But I think blank, you know, and just go on from there. 
But I was yeah. like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just not comment. I'm gonna be like Sposto and just watch from the rafters, like Sting. <laughs> Great. Now I have an image of Sposto as Sting. Awesome. <laughs> the 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 Arubian Admiral himself, Joe Sposto. <laughs> Oh, you have to Photoshop that later. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so I do have two more purchases, but do you have anything else for us? Um, so I mean, <laughs> Home Appliance Wise, I bought a new Ninja coffee maker. The oh, other there we go. You keeping it mint and uh, <laughs> Oh yes, absolutely. I have a protector for it and everything already. <laughs> um, no, well, I I specifically got it because I forgot that I got Danhausen coffee. Okay. Uh, so uh, I was like, you know what? I should probably get a new one to drink this. And uh, yeah, so I got a new coffee maker. It's uh, it's pretty nice. I've had two cups of coffee since, and I can't really drink coffee a lot because I'm prone to kidney stones. So oh, I don't want to, don't want to go down that road. <laughs> Is the coffee very nice and very evil? Uh, yes, it makes me feel very caffeinated too. That's that's a, <laughs> that's a fact. Nice, dude. Like I I've said on at odds that like uh, I think it was an AIW show that had Dan Housen on it and I was watching it and I was like I said on the podcast I was like I don't get this Dan Housen guy I was like I think uh, all this hype is just nothing I was like he's not for me you know I think was the words I said sure. and then just seeing him on AEW the last like half dozen times that he's been there and especially when he tried to curse Hook and it didn't work because Hook oh, is so goddamn man. cool <laughs> He's the I was best. Like, He's the actual best. Yeah, I was like, I might really like Danhausen, and now I'm like, oh, all this Danhausen shit that I've passed on over the past couple of years is now unobtainable. So now I'm just hoping for the the AEW figs, you know? Yeah, you've uh, you missed out on the Zombie Sailor Retro. Yeah, and the the Micro Brawlers, you know? Oh, that's true. I forgot the Micro Brawlers. Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely not not for everyone. He's not everyone's cup of tea. He's what, what people refer to as a meme wrestler. But uh, I I enjoy Dan House. I think he's a fun guy. Yeah, you know what? I have nothing against meme wrestlers. I just have to, like, it takes me a while for me to appreciate the meme. You know, I think that's what it is. It's like I need the, the – the, it's a commercial jingle I need to get stuck in my head. It's like, Costanza, uh, you know, and it takes a while to take effect. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> All right. Um, I I didn't I did not buy anything else though because, uh, you know it's only been a few days so I haven't <laughs> I haven't really I have a few things on eBay I was gonna do a live buying of something but I I just did a I did a live best offer of something so who knows if that'll happen. Well, or not. what was is it something you can share with uh, all of our porch pals? Oh, all of our port our porchies um yeah sure um so you you know being the aficionado of japanese wrestling that you are sure. um your favorite of the four pillars is toshiaki kawada correct I, i've been saying it for years that uh <laughs> what was his name again to, toshiaki kawada yeah a huge fan One of the uh, best. okay listen you just pronounced it correctly so that's that's a win in my book um, <laughs> So he only had so there's a line of figures that they had called Chara Pros. They're like kind of miniature figures. Um, they're like they're the coolest. They're super highly detailed. There's no articulation or anything, but the detail is like second to none. Yeah. Um, and they only ever made one of his, and it's like 
super hard to find. And then when you do find it, he has yellow gear and the paint application from over time to yellow, it turns green or yeah. it like, it like bubbles. Um, so I've never really found one that like for, for a right price. Uh, but somebody has it on eBay, a Lucy of it right now. And, uh, I, I put in a best offer. So fingers crossed. Cause I really want it. Okay. And, uh, Bob, you don't have to tell me what your offer was, but what is the current asking price? Like the, the buy it now price. Honestly, the buy it now price, I probably would do it for the buy it now. It's 75. Okay. Um, so I went, I went, I lowballed them 15 just to see. Oh, that's not even really a lowballing. I think that's a nice fair offer. I think if you're going to put a best offer on an item that's 75 bucks, I think 10 to 15 bucks should be what in your mind you would expect to take off of it. And if you're not going to go that low, don't fucking put best offer on it. You know, I agree. My favorite is when you, when you send the best offer and then they send you back a best offer that's higher than the original asking price. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. This will sit here forever then. Cause I will not buy this out of principle. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you happen to listen to last week's, uh, porch talk after dark with me and Todd. I did. I sure did. I did a, a live best offer on a comic book and it was a $200 CGC book of a variant cover of crossover number one. And I had, uh, I had made the mistake of muting my phone. Uh, and as I said, on porch talk, we don't mute our phones. So I did get a response relatively soon after I submitted my offer and I had submitted an offer, I think of 120, which I had said on the air was a real low ball offer, but I'm like, Oh, maybe if he comes back with like 150 or something like that, you know, we'll make a deal. Uh, but so I submitted the offer of 120. I did get a response that I missed my chance to, to talk about on the air of 180, and I'm like, okay, well, the dance has begun. You know? mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. So I respond back at 150. And then the guy responded back literally with 180 again. With Ugh. nothing in the comments. So I'm like, okay, I'm thinking to myself, I really want this book. So I'm like, 165. And then he responds back, 180. Ugh. So I, I literally sent him a message. I was like, dude, if, if 180 is the lowest you're going to take the book, why don't you just list it at 180 and take away yeah. the best offer? You know, yeah, don't even do the best offer at that yeah. point, man. You see, you're trying to work the count, but man, they just they keep fouling it off. Yeah. <laughs> so long story short, I still have not bought that. But uh, maybe when the funds for that Jericho chase hit the hit the account, I, I might pull the trigger. <laughs> man, I you know, I almost got the Jericho chase just for the purpose of having like a uh, bait for when that Moxley New Japan chase starts popping up. Yeah. But I haven't seen it popping up anywhere yet because that's one where I feel like I will I'll splurge for that. Yeah, I I was tempted in the past to buy the Britt Baker chase just because I've seen them in the group for as low as like ninety bucks. Yeah, uh, they should be the cheapest. Yeah, um, and obviously I want the Brody Lee. Uh, for those keeping score, uh, they are now selling for around three hundred on eBay, which is a Ooh. good. It's good progress because they were 600 two weeks ago, you know, and uh, I, I think give it a week or two and they'll be in the $200 range and I, I, I'm willing to pay 150 to 170 for that. <laughs> and uh, but the problem is we don't know, like all these figures that they announced, like, will there be a hook chase? Will there be that's true? You know, yep. Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson chase. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know. But as of right now, uh, I need the Brody. I would take the Britt Baker. I would take the the the, the Anna J. But uh, 
right now the Brody's the only one I need, you know? I'm with you on that. Yeah, like the only chase I saw that popped up that I needed was the, the Moxley, but I haven't seen a single soul, soul post about it yet. Yeah. Oh, and because Todd is not here to talk about his weekly purchases, uh, do you see on Twitter that he unveiled that he found <laughs> a, a, a Nyla Rose chase on a Dawson? Oh, I sure did. Um, <laughs> I was in shock. Um, boy, oh boy, he's 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 the a figure dude now. <laughs> Yes, he, he is a doll dude. Um, he, you know what? A lot of people <laughs> were like, oh, this is going to piss off Adam. Uh, and I said this in a tweet. I'm not pissed off because I was worried that like either employees were taking these right out of the warehouse or there was just somebody there at the crack of the store opening, uh, which still might be the case. But the fact that I've never seen a chase, despite my many, many, many doll safaris, I'm glad that they're out there and I'm glad that it got in the hands of somebody who isn't like a career reseller. You know, not to say <laughs> that Todd's not going to use this as an opportunity uh, to, to make a couple of bucks, sure. uh, but like, it's not like his occupation, you know? And I think that while I am a dirty flipper at times, I hate people who don't have a real job who just do that <laughs> as a job. You know? Now, are you are you going to be like the uh, the middleman for Todd and put it up in the major group, and then you get the finder's fee? Uh, it let's just say it will end up in the major group uh, under my name, uh, but I, I will not be asking for a finder's fee from from Todd. Wow, what a good guy you are! I don't I, care what Joe says about you. <laughs> yeah, despite my reputation in that group, I, I'm not uh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Yeah, go buy a figure, specifically mine. Be happy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God. All right, so I will wrap this up with my final two purchases. And I said when I was uh, teasing before we recorded that some of these purchases, I think, would, would pop you greatly. And I think here they okay. are. If you have not been popped at any point throughout this podcast, prepare to be popped. Um, oh, oh Jesus! Well, the first item that I will that I'm going to mention, uh, this is a long, long burner, and this is, what I mean by that is this has been in the works for a long time, but many, many, many months ago, maybe pre-weekly purchases on the At Odd Show, I had bought a Daniel Bryan figure, an elite figure, which was him as the uh, the. The, the eco champion, you know, the long beard, he had the wooden belt with like the oh, yeah. hemp uh, strap and all that. Yep, and I, I had have that too. Yeah. And I had said on the show that I was like, this is like my favorite incarnation of Daniel Bryan gimmick wise. You know, it's, it's very sports entertainery, but like, I love everything about this. And I said, this is my favorite Daniel Bryan figure. Uh, but there are others that I wouldn't mind getting. Uh, you know, down the road. And I believe you text messaged me and you said, oh, you should check out this. And from that point on, I looked for this and put it in my save searches. And unfortunately, Daniel Bryan went away and some guy named Brian Danielson showed up on the <laughs> national stage and caused a lot of the Daniel Bryan figures to go through the roof and become a little bit more unobtainable. But long story short, after months and months and months of having this in my save search, I finally pulled the trigger on the elite fan central American Dragon Daniel Bryan figure, Dude. which is the one with the, the burgundy robe. Oh, I'm so happy that you got that because that's like, uh, you know, that's the best. That's the best Daniel Bryan figure, yeah. even though it's 
just Brian Danielson, like end of indie run Brian Danielson. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. That it's such a great figure. Like I, I'm curious what Jazzwares is going to do. Cause Jeremy Pinar has been throwing ring of honor out there a lot lately. So yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to do some throwback figs, which God, I hope so. But that figure is like the perfect pre WWE Brian Danielson figure. So I'm super pumped that you got that. Thank you. And I've been holding out for like not only one at a good price, and I'm actually going to send this over to you on your text message. So you can go and take a look. Uh, I was holding out for one that was a good price. And also me being a little OCD, uh, I wanted it to be mint. Uh, so I got one that at least based on the pictures on eBay is just as square as square can be like the sharpest corners imaginable. Uh, and it's just yep. such a beautiful fig. I agree, man. Oh my God. It's so nice. See, like, I know you're a mint on card guy. Um, on the sleeves, one says American, the one says dragon. Oh, and really? then on and then on the back on the robe was his old dragon design with the like the American flag put through it. Oh, nice. I'll have to look up so, some pictures of like the Lucy's, you know, or shoot me a shoot me a picture yeah. of one of these days. I will. I'll send it over to you. But dude, that's like that's the best. That's awesome that you got that. What was the uh, what was the damage, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, it's no problem. Uh, let me see. I'm just going to look at my purchases on eBay. Uh, 45 with free shipping. Dude, that's a steal. That's yeah. great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Perfect, man. That's such a great figure. Yeah, because I think they, like, they were going for in the $70 price range, you know, over the last couple months. Um, and then that one just popped up and like, I think I, I jumped on it. Like I got the alert that, Hey, this, you know, something that meets your search criteria is available. And I saw that and I was like, Oh, I got to real quick, take a look at the pictures, make sure it's not like damaged, make sure it's not resealed, anything like that, you know, uh, and everything looked good. So I think I bought it within minutes of getting the alert, you know, that's awesome, man. That is such a good figure. So any, like, brian danielson pre-wwe fan like if you're ever like oh i wish they made a figure that's the one that is perfect yeah and like i said you were the one that that tipped me off on that i don't know if i would have ever discovered that you know because i don't see him popping up that much in the major group you know yeah you're right that figure doesn't pop up a lot i think i think i that was an ebay purchase for me as well now that i think about it because i i remember the box was like super destroyed the guy who was selling it but yeah. the figure was fine so i'm like well i'm lucy that's perfect for me and uh, i think it's like right at the front of my my collection so that's awesome man awesome all right so my last thing uh and this is not something that we've discussed prior but i think that you will appreciate it um I, I'm sure just being in the group and just like searching on eBay, you know that like some of the most expensive and most in-demand figures uh, of stuff that was made during the Hasbro era are all like the ringside exclusives. Like, so there's the many figures that I will never own. I'm, I'm never going to own the straight edge society CM Punk with the mask, you know, cause that's like a $600 yeah. figure. I'm never going to own, you know, the probably won't own the Shawn Michaels DX that's like 300 bucks or the Macho King. Like, there's a lot of expensive ringside exclusives, and they're just getting more and more expensive as time goes by. Um, so there was one of them that I had said publicly that is on my bucket list of obtainable figures uh, that I was just waiting for the right opportunity. Oh, there's that word again, opportunity to pick up. <laughs> and I did pull the trigger this week. 
And it is a ringside exclusive elite. And I'm sending you the picture as I slowly stall my sentence and make this sentence go <laughs> on and on until it arrives in your hands so I can get a reaction from you. Oh, oh baby. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> now, this is by Look no means you. any kind of declaration that this man is superior to anybody else. But I did purchase the ringside exclusive Brett the Hitman Heart coronation figure, complete with crown, scepter, and a beautifully detailed robe. Dude, that's it's the king of the ring 93. Um, I I also have this. Um, I bought it, but I bought it Lucy. There was a like a guy kind of when the, the whole pandemic started, he was just getting rid of his whole collection for whatever reason. And yeah. I got it from him for a good, real good price. Um, and now this is official. You are a part of the Heart Foundation. <laughs> See, you I, are I, in. I was hoping that when I started this podcast today, I would somehow get into uh, Taguchi, Japan. Uh, but I guess I'm in the Heart Foundation as well. You might have to you might have to Skype my my dear friend into that uh, conversation. He's <laughs> he's the key holder for Taguchi, Japan, USA. Um, <laughs> dude, this so it's so th- this Brett figure. First of all, it's like one of the only good Mattels that has a has a, a an actual good face that resembles Brett. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's such a good figure. That's awesome that you have this now. Yeah, this is like there's a couple, like I said, there I, I really if money was no object, I would own the, the straight edge society CM Punk. There's Razor Ramon or Scott Halls that I want, and there's yeah. the, there's the DX Shawn Michaels, and there's a couple other ones that I see, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's that's fucking amazing. And I wish I was collecting back in the day because I would have bought these, you know. But this one is slowly creeping out of obtainability price-wise, at least mint yeah. on card. So I'm like, fuck it. Uh, I, I, I had an opportunity, uh, you know, the, the hit the pay window, went on a bit of a spending spree. And I was like, this will be the crown jewel of my, my weekly purchases. Well, he is the crown jewel of professional wrestling. So I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm very happy that you have decided to uh, finally see the light. <laughs> uh, unlike that, unlike that fake coward HBK claims that he did. Uh, um, I'll edit all this. <laughs> it's all getting edited out. I have final cut. <laughs> now, do you have the Sean ringside of like his original heel turn when he became the sexy boy? Uh, I've seen that as well. That is, I do not have that either. But that one is, I think, more reasonably priced. I want to say that's like maybe a hundred dollar figure. You know, as opposed to the DX one, that's like a two to three hundred dollar one. But no, I, I literally, I have a lot of ringside elites from when I started getting hardcore into collecting again, which are the ones that come in the boxes, the smaller boxes, like the Edgeheads box, if you can yeah. kind of picture that. So the ringside exclusives that are in the same type of packaging as normal elites, like this Brett or that Sean or any of that stuff. Um, I only own now the, the King Brett heart and I own a Finn Balor Balor club one that I got really cheap at wrestling universe, you know, last summer. So uh, when it comes to those older ringside exclusives, uh, I, I barely, I, I have nothing, you know? Well, I have the Sean one and I have it on card. Ooh. So uh, you know, if you wanna if you wanna talk, pal, maybe we could talk. Because I'm I'm like that with uh ringside exclusives. I try to get them on card and I don't open them. Now I have a few that I, I had no choice, I just bought them Lucy. 
Yeah. But I do have a few that I, that I never took off the card, and that's one of them. So. Ooh. Well, we'll have to, you know, when we're done with this, uh, get, get some pictures. Have to have a talk. Yeah, get, get some pictures. I, I am a motivated, interested person, and uh, <laughs> uh, it is a shame that I would have Bret Hart on my toy shelf and, and not to have, like, an equally expensive Shawn Michaels figure to to – you know, be put over Brett, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, just for that reason, it just went up 10%. Oh, God damn it. I mean, uh, you know, Sean will, will lose a smile and this Brett figure will be for, first, you know, out the front of the show. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. All right. <laughs> well, Brett, thank you very much for coming on this very special episode of porch talk weekly purchases. Uh, <laughs> Let everybody know, all of our thousands and thousands of uh, Porch Pals, uh, let, them, let them know where they can find you every week. Absolutely. Porchy Mania is running wild now. Uh, you could, uh, I, I co-host the podcast on the award-winning soon-to-be-named network. That's soon-to-be-named-network.com, soon-to-be-named-network.tumblr.com, um, at STBN Network on Twitter. Look at this. I, I memorized this. Uh, it's called <laughs> We Need Wrestling. Uh, host it with uh, my dear friend, my my brother-in-arms, my my best pal in the world, Mr. DJ. Um, he is he's a collector, and I I feel like I try to try to influence him sometimes, but he shuts me down, and it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so well, one half of that we drop every Friday-ish morning because we don't start recording till like ten o'clock at night usually, and uh, you know we're we're late night boys. Um, and then also I am a quarter of the Wings on Wings podcast, the only show that watches wings while eating wings, <laughs> uh, along with Michelle and Doug. Uh, the, the Bastion of Blue Cheese, Todd Roker, was once a guest host on there. So uh, <laughs> he uh, he brought me great blue cheese. It was the best blue cheese I've ever had in my life. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, that's at We Need Wrestling on Twitter and then at underscore Wings on Wings on Twitter. And then I don't know if you want to talk to me personally. I'm at Brett X Edge five seven zero on Twitter. I mainly just talk 76ers basketball. And now I'm getting kind of excited for Phillies baseball just because you know signing Schwarber and Castellanos and uh, you know pretty excited about that. So I, I'll be I talking have, about all that junk. I have uh, Schwarber as my first baseman in my fantasy baseball team. Is he going to be playing first base? Uh, I don't know if he's going to, but he's eligible at first base in Yahoo, so that's all that matters. So it doesn't matter if he plays the outfield, if he plays DH. Uh, he okay. currently has first base slash outfield eligibility, so I have him slotted in at, at first base. Because I feel like him and uh, Reese Hoskins are going to kind of fight for that first base left field uh, job. Yeah, that's the nice thing about fantasy baseball is once they gain eligibility, they have it for the whole season, the whole following season. So okay. if he never plays first base this year, he won't be eligible for it next year. So that's my my fantasy baseball talk. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, I I like that. I like talking talking bases. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other spinoff show from Porch Talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> in on. I'll do a, I'll do a, I'll do a baseball podcast. Why not? It'll yeah. just be long and boring, just like baseball is. <laughs> But that's fine. Speaking of long and boring, you can check out Porch Talk at Porch Talk S-T-B-N-N. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, the man Adam Van, talking about all these toys, 
you can check out not only me on Twitter at the man Adam Van, but go follow my Instagram because a lot of things that I purchase, and by a lot, I mean all of the things I purchase, I eventually post on Instagram. So I usually wait until the show drops to spoil some of them. But in the case of this week's episode, uh, I just had to kind of let them out. Otherwise, I'd be I'd be dropping them all in one day. So go check out my Instagram, the man Adam Van. <laughs> And check out my other podcast, At Odds Wrestling, also on the soon-to-be-named network. But, Brett, this has been a really, really good time. I enjoyed having you on Porch Talk, and it was a long time overdue. Dude, absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, asking me to be on. And then, you know, next time Joe decides he wants to go to, like, the Dominican Republic or Cuba <laughs> or something, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll link back up again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, and everybody have a good night. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.